Hello and good day. This is the Bible Bard. My bard is a storyteller who recites traditional texts associated with a particular oral tradition, and I'm here to recite and to amplify what the literature of the Bible says about who is God and who are human beings. Here's the place we're at today. In this lesson, we come to something difficult. What does it mean that God is holy? In our previous podcast, we looked at Bible texts that were virtually self-defining. That is, the words in the context of the sentence were easy to understand. The meaning of the text was unambiguous and clear. But when we come to the idea of the holiness of God, we run into a little difficulty. And that is because the Hebrew word, Kadesh, and the equivalent Greek word, Hagios, have been transliterated into the English word holy. And that word is based upon words in, from the Old English, Proto-Germanic, Old Norse, Old Frisian, Old Saxon, and other European languages. The concept of holy in these European languages is sometimes at odds with or different from what the Bible means by holy. So the Bible bard refuses to be caught up in the minutia of etymology because we can make clear what the Bible means when it uses the word holy. What it means by the term holy is separate or distinct or different from. In other words, the term holy and unholy can be understood as uh, the difference between the words the sacred and what is meant by the sacred and the profane, what is meant by the profane. Here's some sample texts that provide insight into the Bible's use of the word holy and what it means regarding God. In Leviticus 21, verse 8, the text states, quote, Consider them holy, because I, the Lord, am holy, I who make you holy. Unquote. Comment. The text states that a holy, separate, distinct person called God can change an unholy, profane human being into a holy person. This is quite strange. In Psalms 99, verses 5 and 9, the text says, quote, Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstools. He is holy. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain. For the Lord our God is holy. Unquote. Comment. The text asserts that a temple for God on earth is nothing more than his footstool. God's temple built on a holy mountain, yet he is far greater than either the temple or the mountain it stands on. This assertion may not seem so important in our time, but at the time it was written, there, it announced a great difference between the Hebrew God and the pagan gods who dwelt in and whose presence was confined to their local temples. The next text is Isaiah chapter 6, verse 3 which reads, quote, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory, unquote. Comment. Imagine you're out in space on the space station and looking at the globe of the earth. Suddenly God is uncloaked in the space around the earth and the whole earth, the dark side, the side in which the sun is shining, the whole earth suddenly reflects the glory of God and lights up with this reflected glory. That's an amazing image. And 
Then look at last in Revelation chapter 4, verse 8, which asserts, quote, They, the angels, never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come, unquote. Comment, the Bible's God is described here in an eternal position relative to the things he created. Think of that last clause, God, quote, was and is and is to come, unquote. This is a very literary way to say that this God was in the past, is in the present, and exists or will in the future forever. This is a way to describe a being that's never not existed, a being that has always existed. This is an incredible concept. These writers of the Bible were very remarkable. Here are people who lived three to 5,000 years ago. Yes, there were kings and sons of kings, priests and scribes, educated people, but there were also sheep herders, farmers and fishermen, the blue collar people of the day. Let's say that these writers used only their human imaginations to create this literature. We would have to say, that the very best directors and writers of sci-fi in Hollywood lacked the imagination and creativity these ancient writers possessed. So we could say that James Cameron, Kubrick, Ridley Scott, Spielberg, Lucas, uh, Del Toro, all smart, creative guys, but they just lacked the imagination of the Bible's writers who created both the concepts and visions of the apocalypse, the appearance of aliens, uh, these writers whose only technology was a net to catch fish, yet they came up with angel chariots, machines full of eyes that flew, uh, used only, uh, directed only by willpower, and also moving human stories as well, and visions of eternity. It's the writing itself, the content itself, that causes some modern readers to wonder, did these people just make this stuff up, or like the Bible often says, did they write down what they saw in visions or were told or heard from alien beings, including angels and God himself? With all difficult words and phrases, context is important to understanding meaning. The core meaning of holy, as we've discussed, is separate. To say, as our sample texts do, that God is separate is to say what we've already been repeating. God is not human. God is a spirit. God has special attributes that include unlimited power, unlimited knowledge, and his personal presence everywhere at the same time. These attributes of God's being separate him and make him different from humanity. To say that God is holy is to consider God to be separate in an awesome sense so much so that he's worthy of worship. In fact, when some biblical characters come into God's presence, here are the things that they have said and the postures they have taken. In Job 42, verses 5 and 6, the text Job states, quote, My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes, unquote. In Joshua 5, verse 14, the text says, quote, Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? 
the commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. Unquote. In the book Habakkuk, chapter 3, verses 3 and 16, the text reads, quote, God came from Teman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. I heard and my heart pounded, my lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled, unquote. So when a human being, according to these texts, comes face to face with God, speaking metaphorically, they fall down, bow, are reverent, and worship the being in whose presence they are. The Bible maintains a certain tension between the God whose presence is so overwhelming that humankind is humbled before him and the God who speaks in a still small voice in his gracious, kind, and loving presence. You can see this in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 through 13. Now, this is as it should be because the Bible's God is not an unrestrained force or a blind power. The Bible's God is a person who thinks and feels and acts and reacts, who is expressive across a full spectrum of situations and relationships. As Psalms 18, verse 26 says, quote, with the merciful, thou will show thyself merciful. With an upright man, thou will show thyself upright. With the pure, thou will show thyself pure. And with the froward, thou will show thyself froward. Froward is just an old English word that speaks of a contrary person, someone who is difficult and struggles with everyone. In other words, just like us, God can respond and act around others in the way they act around him. So if you're respectful of him, he's respectful of you. But if you act like a jerk, you're going to get something right back. But remember, he's a lot smarter and more powerful than you. Sometimes, like a wise parent, he understands why you're acting so foolishly, and he will graciously give you time to come to your senses, even to grow up. As the New Testament states in Romans 15:5, quote, now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another, unquote. This is certainly the God humanity needs. This is the way the Bible Bard works. Brief recitations, closely focused, no distractions, no rabbit trails. Send the Bible Bard any questions or remarks you care to offer to BibleBardUS at gmail.com. Glad to hear from you. Thanks in advance for following and sharing content from the Bible Bard community. Thanks for listening.